0: What's up everybody, thank you again for tuning in to OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it, so today we're doing a draft special, I've got an awesome guest who's going to be on to kind of look at the whole draft, the whole nine yards, winners, losers, sleepers, everything, so it's going to be a great episode today later, hopefully tomorrow or maybe the day after. I've got a really good close buddy coming on who we're going to talk about the draft a little bit more with. He's from Ohio. He really wants to talk Cleveland, Cincinnati. We're also going to talk about the last dance, so it's going to be great. We're really looking forward to that. Hope you guys pay attention. Now, without further ado, we're about to get into this NFL draft special. Now, joining me to talk about the draft from the previous three nights is Edward from his own podcast called Shutdown Coverage, which you can find on iTunes and Spotify, how you doing, Edward?
1: yeah, I'm good, yeah, how are you?
0: I'm good, man. I'm really excited uh, it's nice having sports again <laughs> yeah, it really so. is it really is so uh with that let's, let's go ahead and let's let's hop into this thing so give me your uh your your winners of the draft in terms of teams,
1: yeah, I've got three main ones I mean there might be some more obvious ones than these three, but I wanted to sort of dig a bit deeper into it so I've got Arizona, Cincinnati, and Carolina okay um, Really liked what Arizona did, um, getting Isaiah Simmons. um, Obviously, John J. Hopkins, I know, is obviously a free agency trade, but getting them two automatically makes their team twice as good, almost, you know, alone. And then they got um, Josh Jones, who I saw in most mock drafts and in my own mock draft was sort of mid-second, high-second. And they got him at a bargain price to protect Kyler Murray very athletic lineman so he can kind of get out in coverage and actually you know when Murray's on designed boots he can get out there block for him and then they got some nice picks in the defensive line later on um, which they're not going to be big names probably but just reinforcing that defensive line they've seen San Francisco teams like that around them boosting up that defensive line and getting that rotation I think they uh, I think they know that's something they need to do so that that's uh that's the first one I thought did a good job
0: Definitely, I they were so I, I have five teams that really stood out to me, and I wanted I almost put Arizona on, but I figured you probably would because they had one of the better drafts. Sure. Honestly, I love the the Isaiah Simmons pick at eight. I thought I thought he was going to go fourth to the Giants, and when he fell, because I think that they I'm I'm assuming that they went into the first round at like thinking offensive tackle, but when he fell, they're like, we 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 got to take this guy here. Yeah, steal. So I, I definitely like that pick. So one of the teams that, that I have was Miami. I thought Miami drafted really well. Then again, it's, it's easy to draft well when you have 11 picks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I love I love the, the Tua pick. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I, I, I like him more than Burrow. Obviously, I, the, the injuries are kind of a concern, but I, I still think he's going to be really good. Uh, they did a lot of work for their offensive line, which is where they desperately needed help. They got uh, Austin Jackson out of USC in the first round at 18. I think he's going to be really good in the NFL. He may not be great, you know, may, maybe to start off, but yeah. definitely by definitely you know year two three he should really I'm assuming take, take take a leap. Robert Hunt out of Houston's good, and Solomon Solomon Kindley out of Georgia. The offensive guard is going to be really good too. And you know Brian Flores loves his defense, and they had really good defensive pieces, especially some edge rushers that I definitely think are going to be really good. And then I loved their last pick. Uh, they took. So he played quarterback at Navy. His name's Malcolm Perry, but they have him listed on their roster as a wide receiver. Okay. And I went back and I was watching some some tape on him, and man, the, he can run. He's definitely got some home run hitting abilities. So I really liked their their final pick.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the fact that you, you've you've talked about Tua because I think they've just thrown up perhaps the best smokescreen we've seen in ten years. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're not taking him injury prone. Yeah, yeah, we'll take Herbert. No chance. And I and I said on my podcast that the thing is, people are worrying about Tua's injuries. Number one, there's lots of small quarterbacks in the NFL. We've got to get over this now. That quarterbacks can be a bit smaller. But also, it's just the fact that they got him for a fifth pick. You know, if this goes horribly wrong and Tua gets broken in half in his first year, obviously everyone's going to be disappointed. But they'll just come back next year and go, cool, we'll just draft someone else this year. It's not an RG3 yeah. thing where we've given up our draft picks for the next five years to come and get this guy. They Definitely. spent one first-round pick on him. It, it literally can't go wrong for them. It's, it's, yeah. You're right. Great pick. That's
0: that's right. I, I completely agree with that. And the other thing is they have Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if they wanted to, they could wait a year on Tua and make sure he really is 100% healthy before yeah. they play him. You know, in my mock draft, I figured that I thought that they'd go off into tackle at five and then take Jordan Love at 18 and do exactly that and just sit Love for a year. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did that with Tua. I hope they don't just because I'm ready to see him play. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise so. me if, if they if they did that at all. So you had Carolina on your list yeah. of winners, which I I didn't have them. So why, why did you have uh, Carolina on there?
1: Yeah, unlike Arizona and Cincinnati, who are my other team, I gave them an A- minus rather than an A in my grades because they did go entirely defence, which is kind of odd to, to go your entire draft, one side of the ball. Um, obviously, the defence was terrible last year. You can understand why they've done it. Um, but it's a little bit weird to see, but what I really liked was two things. I like the fact that Matt Rule went, do you know, I don't care what you all think. I know some of you are going to be looking at me and thinking, you weirdo taking all, de- all defense, what are you doing? But I yeah. love the fact he went, I don't, I don't care what you think because the best GMs, the best coaches, I know Belichick's got a lot of pelts on the wall, but people like Belichick, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I think's best for the team. And I, I really like some of their players. You know, Derek Brown's going to destroy the center of offensive lines um he's a he's a massive guy who's gonna out muscle oh, yeah. everyone in the middle but has the motor and the athleticism to actually go and get people like i was a massive vince walfolk fan great player but he he always just didn't have that one extra step to make him great i think he was mm-hmm. just uh, he was a pro Bowl player great player but i think Derek brown's got that extra bit of athleticism to actually go and get the quarterback as well as plug the holes and then you got gross Mattis in the second round everyone had him projected in the first round so you go and get a first round edge rusher in the second i thought it was really nice and then jeremy chin really exciting prospect we don't know quite how good he's going to be but he, he seems pretty exciting he's very fast um can make a lot of big plays i just think those three could be a really nice core for them and they addressed their key needs which i I think in the draft sometimes um, we get caught up with who who drafted the best player or who drafted the quarterback and things like that, which are obviously massively important. But sometimes those needs are lost in that. But I think Carolina did a good job of going. These are great players. Derek Brown's going to be a great player in the league. He's he's almost bust proof. Nobody's bust proof, but he's almost bust proof. <laughs> and then Gross Gross Mattis is. You know, like I say, a first-round talent you got in the second. I just think they, they did a really good job quietly. Didn't have to give up loads. Not like they were trading up and down, throwing away picks. So I just th- I just thought they were undervalued, perhaps. I, I might have them a bit high, and, and I yeah. can see that if someone came back to me and said, I, I think you've rated them a bit high. But I just I think they were undervalued um in the draft. I think they did well.
0: Definitely. I, I agree. You know, they're the first team ever to spend all of their picks on defense yeah, in crazy. the draft. Which, with Matt Rule being such an offensive genius coming from Baylor, I think that he's got some confidence like, okay, like offensively we're going to be fine because I'm the coach and I'm going to come up with these great schemes. Yeah, great point. And, you know, may- maybe, you know, and obviously, you know, when, um, when they fired their head coach last year, um, I'm blanking on his name. Um, oh, Ron Rivera. Rivera. Yeah, R- Ron Rivera. Their defense was terrible after that, right? So I definitely it like was. like the strategy of going all defense and you know they they've got a good wide receiver and uh and, and DJ Moore on the outside. So I'm 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 excited to kind of see what all what all they do this year. Yeah. So another big team that kind of stuck out to me was the the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Loved their their first two picks. I think are just absolute home runs getting uh Patrick Queen out of LSU. The linebacker. You know, Ravens, very strong roster across the board. I I definitely thought that their weakest area was linebacker, and they got a great one in Patrick Queen to kind of help fill that role. And J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, he may be the best running back in the draft. You know, I I know people love uh, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, but I watched a lot of of J.K. Dobbins this last year. At Ohio State and he's just he's phenomenal I think he's going to be a great back in the NFL he, he he can catch out of the backfield he's he's going to be really good so I really liked those two picks but all in all their whole draft I thought was really was really good so
1: they're just strong drafters aren't they every year we seem to talk about the Ravens oh great draft great draft great draft it just seems to be year on year and I agree completely I mean um, spoil a bit of a surprise for later but I've got them in winners of the off season that we're going to talk about later because okay. they just uh, nailed it again as they seem to do every year and as you said I mean what did they win last year is it 14 or 13 games
0: 13 I believe
1: so I mean like you said amazing roster anyway they didn't really need any help in the, but they they got some great players
0: so yeah um, who who's your, your third team that you have for the winners
1: uh, the Bengals, um, like you said about the Dolphins, it's it's hard not to do well when you have the first pick in every round. But, <laughs> That's right, um, yeah. I, I, the, the pick of Burrow, I think he looks really pro-ready, um, had obviously a great year last year, but I almost like the fact they just didn't get sucked into the idea of trading because as much as other positions are important, the quarterback is so vital in the NFL that if you said to me, um, and I know Joe Burrow isn't there yet. You know, he's a prospect. He hasn't even played a game yet. But if, if you said to me, What would I trade Peyton Manning for? Or What would I trade Drew Brees for? Or whatever, which Burrow's got a chance to be. It's not saying he's going to be, but he's got a chance to be that kind of player. And if you said, What would you trade for? I'd say, Nothing. You can give me five first round picks. I don't care. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't win the Super Bowl. A few years yeah. ago, the Ravens in 2000. If you look at them with Trent Dilfer, who's obviously yeah. you know who's a serviceable quarterback, he's not a nobody. But yeah, back then when you could beat up offenses, sure you can win with a meh quarterback. You just can't do it anymore. Um, you need a big time guy. So I like the fact they didn't get sucked into trading. This went. That's the best quarterback. He has a chance to be great. We're taking him. No messing around. T Higgins um, really exciting wide receiver again a lot of people thought was gonna be in the first round got him and now you've got him AJ Green Tyler Boyd uh, Joe Mixon he's got lots of weapons to succeed which is good and uh, Logan Wilson actually I I was quite happy with for them Um, third round just not he's not gonna pop he's not gonna be you know probably an all-pro or anything like but you know he could get to some pro bowls brings a bit of leadership he's um he was a captain for three years i believe for his team um so just just a, a nice pickup there to help the defense but yeah just just a really solid draft you, you yeah you got first round uh sorry you got the first pick in every round but you still got to make the right picks. you still got to not do anything stupid and i think they they did that so it's a really nice draft
0: Definitely, I, I agree. I, I wanted to put them on my winners too, but I've, I figured that that you, you were going to talk about them. Yeah. So I've got I've got three more teams that I think were definitely winners. I'm just going to run through them really quickly. Go for it. Uh, the Browns, the Browns filled their uh, their offensive tackle need with with yeah. Jedrick Willis out of Alabama. I thought that was a great pick for them in the first round. And then they had Grant Delpit fall to him in the second round. He's a he, he's a he's a he was a first round guy in a lot of a lot of these mock drafts. Yeah, he was. You're right. So. Those two picks I thought were great. Um I'm really excited especially for 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 Willis like the Browns roster. No excuses now. The the O-line should be good. You got yeah. Baker, you know, you got OBJ on, and um and Jarvis Landry on the outside. Good defense with pass rusher, so let's let's hopefully, you know, they can they, they can throw it all together and, and be good this next year.
1: And no excuse for Baker either. Oh no. he to come good now. I throw those receivers, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I can't throw a ball. Uh, you know,
0: but I am—I'm not a Baker. I'm not as high on Baker Mayfield as other people. So, like you said, no excuses. I'm—I'm I'm excited to see how, how he plays this next year as well. Absolutely. And then I have the the Cowboys on here. I, I love. You know, people didn't. Some people didn't like the the C D Lamb pick. I loved it. Like C D Lamb is. Probably the second best receiver in the draft, and he falls to you at seventeen or no, eighteen, no, se- 17, seventeen. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and you know he he falls that far because I know I think some people had him going twelve to, to the Raiders, and I just you know like when he's there at seventeen, like you you have to take him. He's he's too good of a prospect to pass up on and then they they end up taking Trayvon Diggs in the second round who's a very athletic corner which fills their cornerback need after losing uh Byron Jones in the offseason. So I really liked their drafts um, especially when you compare it to their you know divisional rivals like like the Eagles, you know their draft just looks even better. Yeah. Um, I I, next? I think sorry just oh, to come you, back on
1: on um, CD Lamb because you're right it's a really controversial pick isn't it a lot of people kind of going back and forth and i'm it's really interesting to hear your point of view because i'm so split on it um he's obviously a great receiver i had him go in i think 11 in, in in my mock draft and but it's that it's that balance isn't it between really good player and need Um, Yeah. And uh, I I think it'll benefit them, you know, long term. And I think it will be a good pick. But it's just one of those, isn't it, where you you can see you've got this massive need. You've lost Byron Jones, you've lost uh, Robert Quinn. Your defense is looking thin. So you take a wide receiver. So it's it's not that it's a bad pick. It's just one of those, I think, where you're kind of, you know, there's that kickback of, but could you have taken this, you know, player? But like you say, Diggs is a great pick in the second round.
0: Well, that and to kind of keep going on CeeDee Lamb, I think that another reason why they drafted him is, all right, Dak Prescott, you haven't signed yet. Here's this yeah. great rookie wide receiver that, that we're going to bring in for you. Just go ahead and sign this deal. I think yeah, that that may have absolutely. been some, some motivation there as well, just because, you know, like like we're talking about how great of a pick this was, possibly, but if you don't have a quarterback to throw him the ball, you know, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Absolutely. So and then the last team that I had was the Chargers. Uh, they got who I think is going to be a franchise quarterback in Herbert. I'm higher on Herbert than most people. Yeah, and he's okay. big. He's big. He's he's athletic. He he can really move. You know, for being a guy who's six six and he's got a huge arm. Right. So yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for guys like that. Guys who can <laughs> throw it. You know, eighty yards down downfield. I, I know he's he's got some issues to work on, but they're all fixable. Some of it is just some decision making kind of stuff. Yeah. So I I really like Herbert. I think he's gonna do really well in the NFL. Um, may, maybe not immediately. You know, maybe his success comes in year. You know, three or four. Sure. But I really like Herbert. He definitely has all the tools to be a franchise quarterback.
1: Oh, he's gonna kind of great powder blue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, he will. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kenneth Murray was was the the linebacker that they took in the first round. And yeah, in, in the first round, he's a linebacker yeah. out of Oklahoma. And I think he's perfect for for today's NFL. Uh, he he runs a four five as a linebacker, so he should be fast enough and big enough to cover tight ends in, in yep. man to man coverage. So I think that was a great pick. And then they may have they may have the steal of the draft taking KJ Hill in the seventh round. Yeah, out, you know, the all time receptions leader out of out of Ohio State runs great routes, very tough to bring down in, in the open field. I am going to talk more about him later because he's he's one of my steals of the draft. Yeah, and um. So I, I really liked their draft as well. So I think going on
1: Murray, just to back up that point, because I think that's a great pick. I think the, the thing I really like about Murray as well is it, sometimes it's about drafting for who you play and who's in their division. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I, I, and in fact, Noah Fan. So uh, I think that's a great shout because that they've now got potentially, stress potentially, because we'll see a linebacker can cover them, which means your corners and safeties are free to go and mark all those wide receivers. Um, so I think that's a great shout.
0: Definitely, I, I agree with that. So, give me your your losers. Who who are your drafts that you're just like? I didn't really like. I've got two. Which same. I
1: wouldn't be surprised if it's the same two as you. It probably are.
0: Um, the Packers and the Eagles are mine. Yeah, that's that's who I've got too. I didn't. That one wasn't very hard.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, probably have a lot of the same points. Um, I I I stay. The Eagles, I'll come to in a minute. I'm I'm less disappointed in the Eagles, but I'll come agreed. To that in a yeah, same, same. The Packers, I just I just sit in there going, what? My friend was watching it because in in the UK we pick up um, your feed, so they they literally put on ESPN or whoever's covering it. Okay. And my friend was slightly behead uh, slightly ahead because he was following Bleacher Report, and somehow they. Got the picks ahead of time. I don't know what that's about, but anyway, and and he accidentally spoiled this for me. Um, he was like, "Oh my god, you can't believe what the Packers have done," and I was like, "Thanks, mate. Now I know they've taken a call back because, like, what else could have shocked you that much?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I was just sat there for about ten minutes thinking, "I don't know what they're doing. I don't. I don't get it." I, I uh, yeah. I was like, I'm still shocked now. You see, I can't even put my words in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I just. I just I, Aaron Rodgers is gonna be fuming. He he can do any soundbite he wants, but he will never convince me he's not angry. Um yeah. they've they've Devontae Adams is great, we all know he is, but I can just double cover him. You know, yep. you haven't got another wide receiver. Drafted a running back, they've already got Aaron Jones, he's not that bad. Yep, they don't need um, a running back. They also got a tight end, which I was like, oh yes, there you go, a weapon. But then according to Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, they said they can play him at fullback anyway. So it's like, okay, so that was going to throw to your fullback. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I know there's plan for the future. I completely appreciate that. I completely appreciate, as Rich Eisen said on his podcast, someone in that building, I'm oh, sorry, Peter King said it, but on the Rich Eisen show, someone in that building, it's their job to look at 2028, yep. you know, 2026 get it fully get it but you've got four years left of rogers and next year is supposed to be the most loaded quarterback draft in years yes it is so why not go and get one of them i just it just sat there and made no sense and then they went and got a running back and a tight end who's going to be a fullback no wide receivers i just i yeah um i'll hand it over to you i just i just don't get it you've had 18 years this is the sign i really wanted to put and i'm glad i remembered you have 18 years of hall of fame quarterbacks And Rogers, Brett Favre. Yep. 18 years. You're probably going to get 22 by the time Rogers leaves, one way or the other, whether he's forced out or not. And you've got two Super Bowl appearances with two wins, which is nice. Well done. But you've got two Super Bowl appearances, unless you can correct me on that. I'm pretty sure it's only two. That sounds right. They beat the Patriots and they beat, um, I can't remember who Rogers beat. Uh, Oh, Steelers. Um, Yes. Yes. Steelers. That's right. and you just think, guys, you've got four years left, three years maybe. Make the most of it because when he's gone, if love falls flat on his face, you're going to be sitting there going, 20-odd years and we got two Super Bowls. We didn't even get to another one. And you'll yeah. look at the fact you didn't give Rodgers any help on the offense whatsoever. Apart from his defensive right. line, he's always, he's always had a decent line, in fairness. yeah, um, and, and you'll regret it. You'll yeah. hugely regret it. I mean, look at the Niners. What do they they were combined at halftime in the two games against the Niners last year, the Niners were up combined like 46 points or yep. something like that. It's somewhere in the forties. And you just think, how are you going to compete with that when he's got no one to throw to? I just, yeah, sorry, over to you. I was just, Oh, here. you're <laughs> good. You're good. So,
0: so say I have basically the same points. And then I have one more that's, that really kind of concerns me. So obviously, um, like you said, I don't, i understand the jordan love pick don't like it especially this year when the receiver draft is so deep yeah <laughs> and you don't go get a wide receiver like that's just like they they could have drafted somebody in like the fourth or fifth round who, who would have been a, a solid a solid wide receiver like it, it was that deep and they didn't Absolutely. and then the other thing is they didn't address their need for defensive tackles and linebackers because watching the watching them play the 49ers last year and, and, and the Eagles and just really everybody, if you wanted to beat the Packers last year, you lined up in the out formation and you ran the ball right, right up the middle because they could Absolutely. not stop the run. And they haven't done anything to address that need, right? So not only sure. do you not ha- do you not give Aaron Rodgers more weapons to maybe outscore those teams, but you don't address the need of being able to stop the run. And that was really where, where, I, where I was upset because – you know the receivers 2 and 3 are they they're they're okay you know obviously you know you would rather them gotten somebody like i don't know um Justin Jefferson or or, or somebody Absolutely. like that Jordan but you Ryan. know uh a- Addison or, or Allison or i blanking on his name they're uh the guy who wound up being their their number 2 by the end of the year he's not bad yeah. like he he's he's a solid number 2 option but you know i just i like you said i really wish that that they that they had drafted a, a wide receiver
1: yeah, I completely agree. I don't I I mean you make a great point that, you know, you could argue it's it's even worse of a draft just because they didn't address a lot of the needs that were exposed last year. I mean, Delvin Cooks in that division, the yep. um the Detroit Lions drafted a running back to go um um with the guy they've already got who I think is quite good actually. Some people yeah. were putting him down on on the draft coverage and I was like, I don't know what you're on about. Um <laughs> and um so, I mean, they, they could get run over. I mean, the Bears, admittedly, their line's a bit battered. But the other two are going to run it on you. Um, and once you get in the playoffs, you know, every team in the playoffs can run the ball. You're going to meet right. San Fran, or you're going to meet Seattle, or you're going to meet the Rams, or you're going to meet Saint, um, New Orleans. Uh, you know, all of them can run the ball. So, yeah, I, I just don't get it. I think you, you're you in a win-now window, and you drafted for three years' time.
0: Yep. I um, get it. Yeah. So the Eagles, so, okay, yeah. not not as upset about them. So yeah. the first problem that I have is the first round they have the option to take Justin Jefferson, Absolutely. who was the best best receiver on the board at the time, and they they didn't take him. They ended up taking a Reger or Reger or however you pronounce yeah. his name out of out of uh, TCU. And I just like he's a good wide receiver. I just watching Justin Jefferson and what he did against SEC defenses, I just feel like you had to take him. And then yeah, high competition, hurt. isn't it? You said what? I'm sorry. Uh,
1: it's high competition, isn't it? If if you're dominating yeah. against the best in the country then.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, I had um, a guy who used to play at, at the University of Arkansas on here, you know, um, a, a few episodes ago and you know, he talks about how the NFL scouts call the SEC the baby NFL, right? And okay. So Justin Jefferson goes out there and just dominates these guys. And I just don't see how, how you don't take him there because he's big, he's fast, he's got great hands. He's just, he'd have been perfect on, on the outside. And then you know, the Jalen Hurts pick, I understand. Uh, I don't, I think it, I figured that they were going to go out and get a quarterback at some point because they do need a backup so they don't have to call a 40-year-old high school coach again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so... I understand the pick. I just think that they took him too early. They, def- I feel like they could have waited until the third, maybe the fourth round, and gotten him. So yeah. that's- that that was the only problem with the pick. They they could have waited at least one round to to get him.
1: Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think my-, my big issue is, as you say, actually more with the first pick. I think, as well as there being better receivers available, as, as you've already covered, they had. Um, let's have a look. How many we got? Eleven picks. This year, so if you've got eleven picks, why couldn't you go up and get C.D. Lamb? Yeah. If you if you really want to go and get a receiver, then why didn't you go up and get him or Rugs or whoever? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I know it's ten picks in the first round. You know, you're gonna have to trade some stock for that, but you're not gonna yeah. have to trade your whole draft or anything. Um. So I I didn't understand that at all. I even thought, why didn't they trade back? Who's taking yeah. Jalen Riga? Like yeah, you don't know, have like, to worry about him. You can get him later. Why why not trade definitely. back? Um so yeah, I thought I thought that was really bizarre. Um Jalen Hurts, I get Carson Wentz's injury history, I do. Um and at least it was a second rounder, not a first rounder like Jordan Love. So again, you're spending less on it. I get that. But again, this team's got holes, not as many holes as the Packers. So you can see all these layers that make it better than the Packers. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I still think they had needs they could have easily addressed at that point. And why not? I mean, unless unless they're hiding something, which I don't think they are because Carson Wentz played a whole year last year, but unless they're hiding something about Wentz that he's got an injury or something that they're thinking this could go at any time. We're not going to tell anyone because we don't want the fans and everyone to panic, but he takes yeah. one bad blow to his leg and he's gone. Um, I don't see why you couldn't take from or Eason.
0: That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah.
1: And develop them, and um, then, you know, your second round pick, get a corner, the secondary's always been their Achilles heel, um, or a linebacker. I mean, the, the, their pass rush is great in their D-line, but their their pursuit linebackers are yeah so-so, traditionally. Um, and um, who did the... Did you, I'll talk about it later, but the Saints took Zach Bourne, round three. Um, he, he was out there, sideline-to-sideline side kind of guy. Um, yeah, it was just a bit... A, It it was all kind of not great for the Eagles. It wasn't terrible, like the Packers, where I don't really know what they're doing. But um, (laughs) it was just sort of, you know, it it could have been, it could have definitely been better. Both teams should have just waited to the third and fourth round. I don't mind them drafting a quarterback. Do you know what? The Patriots, apart from this year, always draft a quarterback. That's why they have so many uh, guys they can then trade on as Brady's kept going for picks. But they could have waited a couple of rounds, spent
0: a less premium pick on it. Definitely. So, give me some guys that you're excited to see that maybe they aren't sleepers, like guys that went in rounds two and three. Because obviously, you know, everybody's excited to see Tua and Joe Burrow yeah, and C. D. Sure. Lamb and Jerry Judy and guys like that. But give me some guys like rounds two, three that that you think are going to be really good NFL players that you're that you're looking forward to watching.
1: Sure. Um, I'd I'd go straight in with Zach Bourne, who I just talked about, went to the Saints in round mm-hmm. three. Um, He's really high motor sorry he, he's the
0: he, he's the linebacker out of wisconsin right
1: yeah he is yeah okay um i think he's high motor high energy um which is kind of suits the saints that kind of frenetic energy i think he's going to um be a, i'm really happy they addressed the defense because i was worried they were going to put all their picks into the offense and go it's drew breezes like last hurrah let's let's give him all the weapons and then but then you've got to score forty points every game because your defense sucks. So it, you know, it, it, <laughs> I, I'm glad that they kind of went. Do you know what? We we need that kind of guy who can chase a running back, potentially cover a decent tight end. He's not great in coverage, but he he'll run up to the line. He'll hit someone hard. He plays all four downs. There's no obvious weakness. He's a bit below size, so when he does blitz, they were saying that if a tackle's got long arms, they can get they can keep him sort of at arms length, if you will, because he can't slap the yeah. arms down. But I think, just think it's a really nice value pick, and to be fair, the Saints defense, I was obviously having a bit of a joke before, that their lines are good, their secondary's good, they are a decent defense, so just adding a guy on that second level I thought was quite nice. Um, the other one that caught my eye, which I think was overdrafted, to be honest, it was a little bit of a reach, but because of the team he went to, I'm really excited, is um, Chase Claypool. Uh, not Yes, name. I have
0: him too. I love I Chase to- Claypool.
1: I think a really exciting prospect, big play guy, uh, but it's because it's he's going to the Steelers. And yep. the Steelers, obviously Big Ben will chuck it up to you. He's, he, big Ben's not a great timing route guy. He, he, he's he got big arm. He'll throw you the big ball. He's going to get one-on-one coverage all year because of Juju. But also mm-hmm. just um, because the Steelers are so good at identifying and bringing through wide receivers. If you look at the last 10, 15 years... Like it seems every receiver who's amazing seems to have somehow come through Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, they and drive, so I just think he'll follow that.
0: Yeah, they're they're definitely they're the best organization that I've seen that drafts receivers. They they draft receivers so well and he's gonna be you know, he he, he ran a four four forty, right? Yeah. So he is the he the only wide receiver since Calvin Johnson to be at least six four, two thirty five and run under a four five. That's crazy. Right. I so know. he's he's just a physical specimen. Like he is just absolutely he, he's a he's a freak of nature, right? Yes. And yeah. no, no more uh Antonio Brown obviously. He's going to help them really stretch the field, which is going to help Juju underneath, right? Cuz Juju is. isn't a burner. He's more of a possession kind of guy and having a guy like Chase Claypool to kind of drag the safeties a little bit deeper should honestly I, I should help Juju as well. So, I'm, oh, like yeah. you said, I'm really excited for Chase Claypool.
1: Yeah, I think he's I think going to be great. The, the other one I've got, which we're probably not going to see for a year or two, but I just really like the pick. So, I'm, I'm excited for the player, but I'm kind of just really... I, I really think the pick was a good one. In my mock draft, I had um, the Colts draft going up from the second pick in the second round to back into the first round to get Jordan Love. Because um, okay. I thought... I like the idea of like a big armed quarterback in that dome. They tend they have a lot of down the field kind of guides. That's their tradition. I think Chris Ballard's a, you know a great GM and Frank Reich. What better mm-hmm. head coach to have as a quarterback? But in yeah. the end, of course, they took Jacob Eason, and I'm sort of like, well, actually, they could have got a player with the same potential two rounds late or three rounds later compared to my what draft. And I'm just excited to see where he goes over the next couple of years. I think he could really develop. I think his, like you said about um, a player earlier, I think it w- uh, was Herbert you were talking about. I think a mm-hmm. lot of his problems that, you know, coming into this, it, which was timing, anticipation, things like that, they're things that get better when you're in the NFL because you have better coaches and you get used to the speed of the game. He's got a big arm. He can ac- he's accurate. He can throw down the field. He's tough. I just think he has big upside and the things that drag him down or potentially drag him down can be fixed at this level. So it will be interesting over the next couple of years to see if they, he can develop under Rivers.
0: Rivers is gone. He's it's Oh, Norman, you meant in, in Indianapolis, yeah, not yeah. not yeah. Los Angeles. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I definitely think yeah, that's good. Uh but I'm I'm excited for Jordan Love too just cuz I think he's perfect in Green Bay. You know he's going to be sure. able to to develop under under Aaron Rodgers, and he is he's perfect for that weather with the big arm, so that yeah, the weather shouldn't sure. really affect him as much. And then Easton as well. Easton's like Jake. Uh, Easton's going to be really good. Um, like you said, we won't see him for probably two years. We'll we'll see how he does. I think he's going to be better than what most people are are projecting. So I, I definitely think that he's definitely going to be somebody to watch out for.
1: Yeah. Agreed. What about you?
0: So, I had two. Um obviously Chase uh Claypool to the Steelers, already already talked about him. Yeah. He's when I saw him come off the board to to Pittsburgh, I I was oh, I was so excited cuz I, <laughs> I I love that dude. And then uh so my my other one is McTelvin Telfin Uh he's a defensive tackle who's drafted to the Broncos. All right, okay. Guy is very athletic for a uh, defensive tackle. Uh, his 40 was a sub-5. Uh, he's He wasn't used very well at Arkansas. So I know for a few years they were they were in a 3-4, so he was just kind of taking up blocks, right, and they'd yeah. have the linebackers come down. And he wasn't used very well, whereas I think now that he's in Denver with um blanket on their head coach's name, he's a very uh, uh, defensive-minded head ben coach. Joseph. Yeah, that's right. And that's a, they're they're gonna use him really well. He's very athletic. He was a he's a five star guy coming out of high school. You know, I, I saw some of his clips. He actually returned like he returned kicks and punts in high school. Like that's that's how that's how athletic this guy is. Wow! Right? At, at over, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, At you know two hundred ninety pounds. So I'm really excited to see him, um, especially since he he won't he's not gonna be uh, d- double teamed at all because they've got Von Miller on the outside. Yeah. So I'm. <laughs> yeah. So i'm I'm really kind of excited to see where his career goes now yeah. do you have any any sleepers guys that went like third day of the draft fifth sixth seventh round kind of do you have anybody like that that you're looking forward to
1: yeah I've got one or two um I've just remembered as well it was thick Fangio isn't it in Denver um yes. got fired didn't he at the end of the year <laughs> just uh, just sort of dawned on me while you were talking um so i've got well one's a proper sleeper one's you know sort of mid rounds um the proper sleeper is uh, Gino Stone uh the Baltimore Ravens took uh right at the end of the seventh right at the end of the draft um and I think I was looking into him um partly because I was looking at Baltimore because like you say good drafters you want to look at the kind of players they pick up because they're probably you know a good pick and a lot of people are saying he's been really underrated and he's got apparently they were saying from the player. Um, Sorry, the teams that have talked to him. I know it's a bit odd at the moment; it's all virtual. But from the teams that have talked to him, I think he's got a really high IQ. He's very aggressive. Um, he's sort of a over the middle zone safety. Um, he'll be on special teams to start with. But I just thought he fitted Baltimore really nicely, getting a bit of um, you know having that clever player. I mean, sort of sort of a zone picks safety. He's not going to probably come in the box too much. He's probably not going to one on one that much but just sort of middle of the field, deep safety, can read the quarterback well, go and make that play. And they were saying he's. they reckon he'll develop into a full-time starter over time. And I know that doesn't sound like perhaps the biggest praise, but I think when you get someone in the seventh round, if people are saying high IQ, good chance of developing into a full-time starter, will be a special teams guy to start with, that's a pretty great value pick, really.
0: Definitely, yeah, I agree with that, no doubt. Um, that's... Yeah, the
1: the other one uh, was the tight end who went to the Patriots Well, one of the tight ends who went to the Patriots, uh, Devin Asiasi, I want to say is how you say it, Uh, UCLA, um, big lad, six six foot three, two sixty pounds. He he can block, but he's more of a receiver. But he can block on like a lot of tight ends you get of um, college now, who who are more like H backs or slot receivers, but just a bit bigger. but they, they're saying he runs really nice routes. Um, I watched him um, a couple of times, just some highlights, and really good pair of hands. Um, he had one drop on 69 targets last year, which is That's pretty great considering he's definitely. not rapid. So those catches are going to be contested. He isn't going to be wide open. Um, so I thought that was that was good. Sounds like a Patriot. Um, they have lined him up as H back and split out sometimes, but he's generally an in-line tight end. And I just okay. thought... It's kind of a sleeper pick. I know he was in round three or four, so it's reasonably high. But a lot of people said they reached for him, and he wasn't on a lot of people's boards. The number two tight end was still on the board when he was picked, so I just thought it was maybe an under the radar pick. And you know, the Patriots generally, if you look at Bill Belichick's tight ends, who's drafted at least kind of high. You got Daniel Graham, Ben Watson, Gronk, Aaron Hernandez. Yep. Obviously, some of them didn't end great, but. You know, if you look at the value of the actual pick, um, he seems to be pretty good at that. So, I just yeah. something to watch.
0: I think that's just the most New England thing ever. Hey, the number two tight end's still on the board, but we're gonna take this guy that nobody's ever heard of, and he's gonna yeah, be the really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I've got I've got four that Not really. Great, yeah? So two of them are, are undrafted free agents, and then. So let's let's the the first one is Thaddeus Moss, tight end out of LSU. Uh, Randy Moss's son, so you know he's he's got really good uh lineage and he so he yeah. signed an undrafted free agent contract with the Redskins, which is my only concern because I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins after seeing what we saw last year. Absolutely, but he's big. He's got good hands. He's got really good feet too. Uh, he's an average blocker, but I definitely say he's better than you know most tight ends that. Don't even block at all. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, yeah, absolutely. so I, I really, I really like him going to the the Redskins. Uh, my other undrafted free agent guy is Scooter Harris. He's a linebacker who played at Arkansas. So he had three straight years of over a uh, hundred tackles in the SEC, and then one of those years he led the SEC in tackles. So he's he's a little undersized. I think that's maybe why he wasn't drafted. But the dude can fly. Like his in-game speed is just—it's crazy. He he has a nose for the, he has a nose for the football, and then his his coverage skills are okay. Those are definitely going to have to be developed. But he was signed by the by the Patriots, and Bill yes. Belichick just does great things with with these uh, defensive guys. So I really like Scooter Harris. He's got a chance of being on the team as well because they're lacking linebackers even after definitely. the draft. Yeah. And then my last two. So I've got Jake Fromm who went who went in the fifth round. And he's not going to play immediately because the Bills have Josh Allen. But look, Jake Fromm is second in career t- touchdown passes at Georgia, right? And that's after a bad junior year. And I know people are kind of knocking him, and but if you watch Georgia play at all, you know Fromm's trying to throw balls in windows the size of a tin can. Okay, yeah. just the receivers he had couldn't get separation, which makes it really tough. And you know his first two years when he had when he had really good receivers, he was great you know, and he, so he is definitely a guy that I'm looking forward to. Wouldn't surprise me if the Bills traded him at some point because, they, like I said, they do have Josh Allen. So I, I'm excited to watch Jake Fromm. He's really smart, and that's something that, that's going to transfer from, from college to to, to the NFL because, you know, he's he's been in a pro system as well at Georgia. And so I think that's going to help him in terms of the the leap. And then the last guy that I have is K.J. Hill, uh, a talked about him earlier uh seventh round pick he's gonna be a really good good uh, slot, slot receiver uh, i'm i'm really excited to, to watch him play as well so
1: i really like the jake are... from one um i think uh, one thing that just stood out from what you were saying and I, and I agree with you on everything you said i think the one thing that stood out was how good the players are around them and i think we often talk about that in the nfl don't we like if um a quarterback struggling or a you know, running back struggling will say, "Oh, well, their offensive line isn't very good, or the receivers they're yep. throwing to aren't very good, or whatever." Whereas in college, we tend to gloss over that. Like if you look at um, uh, Burrow, his first, his, his last two years before this year were meh. You know, yep. they they weren't great. They weren't bad, but they weren't great. They certainly weren't going number one. Um, oh, definitely I, not. Yeah, I, I, and I get he's developed and. um you know, new coaches and and all this different stuff of like why this has happened. And I give complete credit to him. You don't go number one overall for nothing. You don't. But it just shows that even a guy who's put together a season like him relies on the people around him. And if the people around him aren't up to level, then they're going to struggle. So it, I just think that was a really good point you made that if Jake Fromm hasn't got any help and he's high IQ, you know, if you, if he if you've seen him make the throws. So you know he's got the arm to do it and he's high IQ. The rest of it, you can kind of piece together and say, well, if he hasn't got a supporting cast, let's put him in a professional offense and see where he goes. And as you said, worst case, you get your fourth pick back, maybe down the line, third round pick, worst case. And in the meantime, you can just develop him.
0: Yeah, definitely. So give me your overall, give me your, your off-season winners so far.
1: Um, I got three. Um. I got the LA Chargers. Um, I just, for, for so many reasons, really. They got a franchise callback, like Miami, didn't have to move up, didn't pay a premium, give away low draft picks or players, just sat there in the sixth pick with with the talent they've got on their team. They got so much talent and they just had the sixth pick and they just said, here's our franchise coreback. The one main thing we're missing apart from probably a tackle, um, let's go grab him. Brilliant value. Um, the immediate starting linebacker in Kenneth Murray, you mentioned earlier, great leader, joins a stacked defence. Um, if he can't cover a tight end like Travis Kelsey, then Derwin James will do it. Um, they signed Chris Harris, great, solid corner. I know he's getting towards the end of his days in the NFL, but he'll still cover second and third receivers as well. Brian Balaga, solidify the offensive line a little bit. Linval Joseph, been a, a solid player in Minnesota for a long time. The only real... Losses, is because um, I know they lost Rivers but they've got Herbert so and Tyra Taylor can hold down the fort for a year if he has to so I, I although I do consider that a loss it's you know swings and roundabouts he was going to leave soon anyway um, The real loss was Melvin Gordon but again after he held out for a year this was sort of inevitable and the amount they've added in the draft and free agency I consider it a massive a massive tick, a massive win. And I think, finally, I, th- I think the reason they've won is because they finally sort of fought back in that kind of battle for LA. I was talking about this on my podcast the other day, that they have got to fight the Rams for LA. LA will not support two teams. And by that, I either mean one of them going to have to leave or yep. be the little brother forever.
0: Yep, and um, you, you I- see that in basketball with the Lakers and the Clippers. That's that's a really good point, yeah. Yeah.
1: Actually, you know, That's a perfect example. Isn't it? <laughs> perfect example. And I, I, well, and New York. Let's let's be fair uh, with the Yankees and the Mets. It's Yankees and Mets, isn't it? Yes, it I'm is. A yeah. Baseball guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and they've got to fight them for this. And if if, if it, ten years is too late, in ten years' time, everyone will be a Rams fan, and it'll be too late. They're the ones who've gone to the Super Bowl. They're the ones the superstar players, the good-looking young coach, etc. They need yeah. to fight them for this. But they've got their core back now. They're going to be a good team this year. They're going 10-11 wins minimum, maybe more, but they're going that minimum. And they've got their powder blue, awesome looking uniforms, and it's a new era. That's the way they can phrase this. New era, new stadium, new charges. And I think that that's why I really like what they did. I'm quite passionate about what they did. I I really like their off-season. And um, I think they nailed it in the draft and just all-round win for them. I can't see any real weakness. Like I said, apart from Melvin Gordon going, that you know is going to hold them back this year i think they're in great shape
0: i think that's a really good point you know if justin herbert comes in and plays at a above average level they're super bowl contenders in my book um obviously you know they have their their offense is loaded um really like their, their defense as well you know if justin herbert could just play you know above average they, they could definitely make a run at the uh, the super bowl
1: um, I think as well, you know, you look at their record last year; they were five and eleven. You know, it was obviously very disappointing. But if you look at their, if you look at the teams in their division, Chiefs are going to be a rock solid game to play. You know, you you might well yep. lose to both of them. But if you look at the Raiders and you look at the Broncos, I don't see them having better rosters than the Chargers. And I think Agreed. Um, if you look at Phillip Rivers, what did he throw thirty picks last year?
0: Something like that. Even if he wasn't very and, good. <laughs> no,
1: no, he wasn't. No, you're absolutely right. And that's why they moved on from him. I think if Herbert comes in and, you know, he doesn't even have to throw as many touchdowns. If he can throw, I don't know, say he plays all 16 games, 20 odd touchdowns and 10 picks, 12 picks, that will yeah. that automatically is two more wins just from not turning oh, the ball over. Um, so, yeah, I th- think it's a no lose for them.
0: Definitely agree with that. That's a really good analysis of the Chargers. I, I like that. That was good. So for me, so I, I have two of the uh, the offseason winners, and the biggest one to me is the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, you talked about how great their draft was already, uh, addressing the uh, the offensive line needs and drafting uh, Isaiah Simmons, the most versatile player in, in the draft, offense or defense. I'm in, I'm excited to see kind of what they're going to do with him. You know, he's going to play linebackers, he's going to play safety he's going to play corner. <laughs> like we don't really yeah, know, absolutely. but love he's that be a pick. Weapon. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then obviously, you know, you trade a, a second round pick and get, you know, a top three receiver in the league in, uh, in, in Hopkins. You know, I, I really, have re- yeah, I really like what, you know, they've done in the offseason. Uh, Steve, it's
1: Steve Kime, isn't it? GM in Arizona.
0: I believe so, yes. He,
1: he must be walking in. Like into the building this morning. Well, no, they can't go to the building this morning. If they could go to the building <laughs> this morning, it, it just it'd be one of those like gifts, you know, when someone like walks in and there's like some sort of cool music playing in the background, they walk in with like shades on or something like that. He just oh, won off season he's had. Um and I, I I one thing just to talk about that the Cardinals, I really dislike this idea that we don't know where isaiah simmons is going to play oh no this is this is such a problem it's like but when you get someone like that on offense everyone's like oh what a weapon you can put him everywhere and they don't know what they're going to do it's the same with isaiah simmons one play i mean tom brady someone like that yeah it's going to figure it out fair enough but um you you play um who've they got in their division someone like um oh what's the la rams callback well goff um you play someone like that who hasn't seen loads yet in the league and one play is going to be single high safety next play is going to be strong safety in the box next one he's going to be man-to-man bump on the tight end next one he's going to be blitzing over the center and and it's like how do you account for him this is exactly the kind of player you want i don't get this we don't know where to put him thing
0: yeah i think he's going to be a a real weapon defensively for them and i'm excited to kind of see what they do with him especially with a guy like cliff uh kingsbury who's not very defensive minded you know he's definitely all offense which is something i want to commend the cardinals on they are all in on this we're going to run the spread kind of deal with with kingsbury Uh, i just want to commend them for that because you know a lot of times you know if you have commit to a plan you know it's probably not going to go very well but they're they're all in on on kingsbury in this and his ideas which i think is awesome
1: it's not conforming, isn't it? It's like the Panthers we were talking about earlier, taking all defense. It's not conforming. It's not coming to the NFL and going, "Oh, I better not, better not run my spread offense because it's not conventional. Everyone's going to think I look stupid." You know, it's he's just gone. Look, this is the offense I run. It works. I believe in it. I'm going to run it.
0: Yeah, very similar to to Chip Kelly with the Eagles a few years ago. Absolutely, just yeah. in terms of the the idea. Yeah. Hopefully, it ends better though. Yeah. Yeah uh my other uh, offseason winner is the M- Miami Dolphins. I just they've added really good smart, tough d- defensive players and guys like like K- Kyle Van Noy who's going to play linebacker. They've drafted some some solid e- edge rushers in the draft and obviously any time you draft or obtain your your franchise quarterback that's it's automatically a great great offseason and they've done it that is. in Tua and F Brian, Brian Flores is building a really good culture down there and I'm really excited to kind of see what they do maybe not this year because you know they'll probably go eight and eight I'm assuming this year um all kind of depending on whether or not Tua plays but you know next year they've got I think 10 draft picks something like that so they're gonna be able to add you know another solid 10 guys right so mate so I don't the real leap will come I think in two or three years you know will will they win 12 games and then again it's a lot easier to win to win there now because you don't have Tom Brady in your division. So we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm excited for them.
1: That's, this is the time, isn't it? This is why the Bills went and got Stephon Diggs because the doors yeah. open for the first time in, I'm going to say, about 16 years because until four when they won a couple more Super Bowls, the Patriots were still vulnerable. But yeah. in about 16 years, the doors open for the first time and the Bills are like, we're getting Stephon Diggs. The Dolphins are like, we're literally drafting everybody, like you say, next year as well. <laughs> Um, the only one that doesn't really seem to have any urgency is the Jets, but you know, obviously, you didn't pick them, so that's fine. Um, but they're the ones who just dysfunctional.
0: not Yeah, the Jets are so just dysfunctional. They should have taken Jerry Judy at eleven to help yeah. Sam Darnold, but they didn't. It's no. okay though. It's it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we've got to have someone dysfunctional to talk about, haven't we? So yeah, that's right. So one more thing that I completely forgot to mention earlier. And then we'll we'll probably start to to wrap it up. Sure. So I need help understanding this because this this pick was made, and I just I didn't lose it, but I, I was I was pretty close. So the Raiders took the, the, the first, first receiver off the board, and it wasn't Jerry Judy. They they took oh, okay. it wasn't even CD Lamb. Yeah. It was it was Rugs, and yeah. I understand the guys really fast, but Jerry Judy and CD Lamb are both. All around, they are better wide receivers, right? And yeah. Especially Jerry definitely. Judy, who ran like a four four, right? Yeah. So like four two eight four four, not that big of a difference. I just it kind of drove me a little crazy that that, that they took Rugs and not and not Judy. What, what, what do you think about that? Um, I don't think I was as offended by it as you were,
1: but what I will say is I do agree with you. So I do agree that I think why. <laughs> People kept saying, and and it's it's complimented with false praise. People kept saying, "Oh, Jerry Judy's a really good route runner," as if that was some sort of like insult that he's a really good route runner. It's like, but uh, as a quarterback, which I'm not obviously, but if I was, I want the route runner. I want to know where that guy's going to be. I don't want to just throw a bomb down the sideline because this guy's fast. Yeah, I want to know where the guy's going to be.
0: And it's not like you know. It's not like Jerry Judy's slow either. Like, the guy who runs a 4-4, that's well, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty fast.
1: And they kept you saying know, on he's... draft night, um, oh, yeah, Al Davis would be proud of that pick because of the speed, like, harkening back to the Al Davis days. And I felt like saying, you know, guys, for the last 20 years, that's not a good thing.
0: Yeah, really. We're all like, talking about The this, Raiders like were terrible great, when, when yeah. Al Davis was the owner. Like, they were, they were awful.
1: So, I don't. Uh, I mean, I know in the early years they had some ex- success with Madden and things like that. So, but the last, as, as you said, the last 15, 20 years, they've just drafted speed. And when Jamarcus Russell came along, they're like, yes, a quarterback who can run people over. Let's pick him. um And it, it's ended terribly. So, I don't know why people were talking about this like it's some sort of positive.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, our. I- Partially the reason why I'm so upset is because I had Ruggs going to the 49ers in my mock draft. Sure. And he he reminds me so much of, of Tyreek Hill. And yeah. I just think for a guy, for a guy like that to work, you have to be in a good system with a with a good offensive coach. Not a knock to John Gruden, but I definitely think Kyle Shanahan is a better offensive mind than John Gruden is. And so I just really wanted to see Ruggs, you know, playing what for the 49ers in that system. Yeah,
1: what you could do in that situation. I think, to be honest, actually, I, I, it's funny that you, you started to talk about what you were going to say and I thought you were going to talk about the Raiders and I thought you were going to talk about the first round, but I actually thought you were going to talk, talk about Damon Arnett, the corner that they, they took <laughs> yeah. later, because that's one of my surprise picks. I just don't again it's one of those things look everything's fit and finish if if the guy fits in your system then that like doubles his value almost if you see what i mean like richard sherman great cornerback not here to knock him at all great cornerback um but he played in, in a three deep zone and he was amazing at that and if he was asked to go and trail a wide receiver could he do that yes i think he could quite easily but my point is that he was perfect for that system. And if he had to yes. trail a guy all over the field, I don't think he would be as good as in that system. He'd still yeah. be pro Bowl, still be all pro, win a Super Bowl, all the rest of it. But he wouldn't be as good. So I get that fit and system is a thing. But I just look at the players around at the time when they picked him. And, and again, could have traded down and got him, like I said about the... Um, Eagles earlier with their wide receiver. You could have traded down and got Rager. You could have traded down and got Arnett because nobody was taking him. I haven't heard his name mentioned by anybody at all. And the people, and you could have addressed it later. You could have got Arnett later. You could have got Trayvon Diggs or Jalen Johnson later. Yeah, You, could have, you definitely. Could, you could have drafted Chase on Queen or Murray. They were all still on the board at uh, mm-hmm. pass rusher, which they need, linebacker, which they need. Um, so I'm, I'm probably just as angry as you are about their second pick, not so much the first one. <laughs> it's um, like they're just not didn't bad get...
0: picks; they just could have gotten better guys at, yeah. at those spots.
1: That they could have either got traded back and got picks, or, as you said, got a better version of what they
0: got. Yeah. So that's that's all I've got. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Anything else that you want to say about the draft or, or anything or? Do a uh, plug for your podcast or anything like that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I suppose I had as a little bit of a talking point before we finished was um, just getting your thoughts on the on the Trent Williams trade. And then since I wrote my notes for this podcast, um, obviously, Jameis Winston going to the Saints. Just wondered if you had thoughts on either of them.
0: Uh, I'm Not so much on the Trent Williams trade. Uh, I haven't really looked into that too, too much. Sure. But Jameis Winston to the Saints, I think is great for Jameis Winston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, being under a guy like Drew Brees, I think is really going to help him because Jameis Winston has all the tools in the world to be a to be good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I, I mean, obviously the, the guy the guy threw for thirty t- touchdowns this last year, but obviously you know he also threw for for thirty picks. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, going and not even just being with a guy like Drew Brees, but being with a guy like Sean Payton, right? Like that's going Absolutely. to help him and definitely help him develop. So I definitely think that was a good place for him to sign. And since we're talking about free agent signings, um, Jadavion Clowney is yet to sign anywhere cool. still. Yeah. So I'm. That's where. Where do you think he lands? I know you have probably haven't done any research into that, but just off the top of your head, where yeah. does he land? Um,
1: I've probably got two places. Um, I mean, obviously, like Cam, he's been screwed by injuries and the fact that no one can assess him at the moment. Um, I still think there's a chance, small though it might be that he lands um, back in Seattle. Um, I I don't think it's a massive chance, but I just think he made sense there. He played well there. Um, They could do with another pass rusher in the rotation. The only problem is, is cap-wise, he'd have to kind of accept another reasonably cheap one-year deal and just sort of say to himself, I'll get a big deal next year. I would have got a big deal this year, but we've got the COVID-19 thing. I've got injuries, but they know my injuries. If they're willing to take me back on not not no money, but you know, one year, eight million or something like that, then yeah. I'll make my way back there. The other one was um and this is the one I said on my podcast was to go to Cleveland. Because Cleveland has still got thirty million in cap space. So let's say ten million gets wow. taken off for the rookies, just for argument's sake, let's say it costs them ten million to get all their rookies. That means they've got easily enough money. Oh and yeah, definitely again. They could sign him on one year if they want to, or two years. You know, it's up to them. And I just think him with Mars Garrett, um, assuming he doesn't get injured. But they've got other players on that line, so they can rotate him out, that, so they don't wear it, him into the ground. And I just they've got Vernon as well. That's it, Vernon as well. Uh, they've got someone else inside, and I can't remember his name. But they've got they would have a good rotation. And I think, I think he's he's quite a good character person. I mean, I think he's been a bit marred, to be honest, by you know sometimes you get negative publicity don't you if you hold out you know people don't like it but he he played for like two years when he wanted a new contract and he Mm -hmm. he asked for a contract they said no and he kept playing and kept performing um i know he had some injury problems and i appreciate that but i I don't think you're bringing a bad egg into that locker room because if you were with you know beckham landry mayfield already a bit like oh they probably got enough characters as it is but I think I think that you'd get a hard worker, someone who wants a big contract next year, and just you know you got you got to chase after Burrow now, you've got to chase after Lamar Jackson, you got to trade get Big Ben. I just think it'd be uh, quite a nice fit for him.
0: Yeah, definitely, I I agree with that, and that'd just be another reason for us to to bang on Baker Mayfield if they don't win. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: absolutely, absolutely. He, you know. Th- He's he's getting entering a big year. Um, most quarterbacks it's fourth fifth year, but he's bought it on himself. Um, yes, he has. It's just I just, I don't know. I just every time I see a player like Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield's not about as bad as the person I'm going to mention, but like whenever I see a player like Baker Mayfield or Johnny Manziel or someone who's got. Um, I don't know a headband, or he does a little like celebration, or he's got a he's got to bite back at the media. He just, I just, I just think, God, just avoid him, just push him away, take someone else. Yeah. Just you just don't need that kind of thing. And in Cleveland, I mean, you don't need distractions in Cleveland. It's hard enough to win there as it is. And that's no offense to anyone who likes Cleveland because they're a great franchise and great fans and historic franchise. It's just, it's hard enough to win games there without someone barking back at the media or doing adverts when he should be watching film or whatever else it is
0: definitely yeah i 100 agree with that um so that's that's all we've got uh, yep, thank brilliant. you so much for coming on and, and talking about the draft it's so much easier to do a podcast when you have somebody else to talk it to it really is yeah
1: <laughs> it's much better
0: and so once again this is edward from shutdown coverage you can find his podcast on spotify and itunes uh, thank you so much, man, for for coming on and, and b- being willing to, to to talk with me. No
1: problem. Thank you very much for having me. It's been
0: great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to listen to another episode here on Overtime Takes. Uh, follow, subscribe, whatever you need to do to to stay up to date on all the latest episode drops, and you know, stay tuned for this for this next episode. It's it's gonna be really good. I'm really excited about. It. And uh, once again, thank you guys so much for, for listening.